Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up, what's up, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building, rocking and rolling, episode 173. And listen, we're going to get into this conversation today. We are going to talk about removing the grief mountain one brick at a time. What am I talking about? We have our own personal grief that we had no control over. It's just a part of our life story. As painful and as deep as it is, it's there. What I've done lately, and I had to share it with you, because it has been so refreshing, so helpful, that I would not be being true to my community if I didn't share this. So we have this grief mountain. The pain that we've been enduring, the things that have come in our way along this journey, and we cannot escape it per se, right? It's there. However, what I've done recently, starting at the top of the year, is to remove myself from social media. And I didn't even make this big proclamation. It wasn't this, I'm never going on social media. I'm on a social media fast for 30 days, for a year, whatever. It was, I am going to return when I feel good within myself. What does it have to do with the grief mountain? So we already have our own. But if we really stop and think about how much exposure we are giving ourselves, our souls, our mind, our body, our spirit, every single day that we're scrolling on social media to everyone else's grief and sorrows in their life, man, I feel so much lighter and disconnected in a way that I haven't in a very long time. Let's face it, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, when we are actively on social media, we are constantly taking it in. So many thoughts that I can't, we probably have no idea the exact number of, I don't want to say like pixels, let me think, just the amount of exposure that we're really seeing, how many thoughts are coming into our mind constantly, minute by minute, second by second. You spend one hour, two hours, three hours a day scrolling social media. You're seeing who's going through divorce, who's breaking up, who got arrested, what person got murdered, who got this, who got that. And this is the thing. Even people's joy can bring you sorrow. So other people's joy is adding also to your grief mountain because we are maybe, maybe to an extent envious, maybe Feeling like we are not meeting certain goals and metrics that we have for ourselves. I had to really take a pause and realize that being so tapped in and tuned in with other people. I'm talking about strangers. I'm not even saying looking at what our friends and family are doing. I'm just talking about, again, just seeing, oh, this person went on that vacation. They did this. They got this going on. And then you look at your life and you're maybe not as grateful. And so taking that pause has been so beautiful for me. it's been right now at this point of recording, it's been about four or five days, maybe six, seven days, I think. And I'll probably return soon because now I know that it's okay to step away. So maybe for you, it's not social media. Maybe there's other things in your life, other commitments that you have that are constantly putting you in an exposure situation that's not conducive to your spirit. And when you step away, you can then clearly see, hey, I've got to take a break. 
this felt so good. And when I feel like that again, super heavy and just unclear and bogged down, emotionally constipated, I'll walk away and it's okay. And that's what I tell people when we talk about our grief journey is how do we move through it is learning to trust yourself with your emotions, trust yourself with your feelings, knowing that you know what's best to get through this experience. But if we don't try different things, if we don't get creative in our healing process and journey, then how can we expect to have change? Listen, I am active on Instagram. If you follow me, then you know I'm constantly posting on there. When people comment, I do my best. Even if it's a couple of days later, I try to go back and respond to as many folks as I can. Then we've got Instagram. Then I have the podcast. I have YouTube. Then there's TikTok. There's so many things. And I felt kind of guilty walking away for a bit. And I didn't make a grand announcement. So people are DMing me right now. They're probably wondering where I am or what's going on. I haven't hit them back. But I needed to do it for me. And I know there's something in your life that you need to do for you that you might need to pause on, take a little break, a little step back, a breather so that you can then move forward in a more healthy way, a better you. This is the craziest thing to say that it's been years that for a couple of days, I've only been aware of what's going on in my actual life, just my life with my family and my house, really not even knowing what's going on in my immediate family's lives. Just knowing what's going on in my home and my daily journey has been so great. So great. But I also do have an obligation and a commitment that I enjoy being able to pour into the grief community and show up the way that I have. So I am going to go back. But I just wanted to share it to encourage you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of seeing what's on the other side of stepping out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid of putting yourself before other people. It's not a selfish thing. It's something that's really important for you to know that you can do these things and do it unapologetically. I'm thinking like, oh, man, I should have made some kind of big little speech like, hey, guys, I know you care that much. I'm not going to be on social media for a couple of days or weeks or however long. I'll see you when I see you. Like, it's not that deep. It's really not. And this is the other crazy thing is it exposed that although I wouldn't say that I have a social media addiction, I will say, though, that the muscle memory, I I didn't delete the apps or anything from my phone. So I would just find my fingers just going, hitting the Instagram button. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not trying to be on here hitting Facebook. Oh, I'm not trying to be on here. And these apps will send you notifications like just telling you random things like Susan is eating at Chick-fil-A, like, you know, whatever it is, so that it can entice you to come back on there. Absolutely makes sense, right? It's It's a place where they make money and it's a business for a lot of people, but it was just like such a pool. And then I felt good. I felt really good. And so I really want you to lean into that. I don't want you to be afraid of making those bold moves in your life, especially starting here at the top of the year, doing what's best for you to make sure that you're in the best space because that grief is going to meet you where you are. So if you're already juggling, dealing and managing your your own individual sorrows, but then you're constantly being exposed and seeing and watching and just going into your brain with what other people have going on, especially if you're like an empathetic person and you're just like so tuned in, like, oh, I feel so bad because anytime I see other people facing death, in their family, with their friends and people, it hurts. It's like, man, that sucks. Like, this is about to be a different change for them, potentially. So I don't know what's going on. I haven't been reading news stories. Well, one case, because that popped up on YouTube and I saw that. But 
it's been good. It's been good. So like long story long, <laughs> do what you need to do for you and get creative and take different risks. If it's social media, do it. If it's falling back from a certain friend group, do it. If it's getting out of some of the group chats that you're in, do it. Whatever it is, it's mostly going to be your responsibility because I, I say mostly because people also have to respect your boundaries. But for you to make that change and you to have that pivot. And this is the other thing. One of my friends poured into me just recently. Shout out to you, Courtney, was telling me about slowing down and how she has certain plans and certain things. And then like just different things in life have just caused her to kind of slow down. And I was saying the same thing for me. I have a new baby. My daughter's only three months old. So I could have plans for when I get home. But then when I get home, I've got to do this and do this and do this. And let me not say got to. I get to because I consider it a privilege to, to serve, to love, to nurture and care for my baby. But it's been an adjustment because I'm like, oh, I want to edit a video or I want to do this or I want to put this up. And then it's like, well, she's not having the best day. Is what's going on. She's crying. She's restless. And so having to tap into that, but realizing that the pace and the change is actually good. And so that coupled with being off of the social media has allowed me to really just be more in tune to her. It was like a couple of days straight where I was just home, not work because we had the holidays and all these things and some days off and it's just been really good. So what you could see as obstacles and hurdles in your journey could be the very thing that you needed to really slow you down, to slow you down so you can gain that clarity. Listen, the other day, I'm not even going to lie to you. I cried. I haven't cried in a minute, but I was just really driving, thinking about everything that I have going on in my brain that I'm conscious of between myself, my family, my friends, my expectations, my failures, my goals, my struggles, my fears. It was like, whoa. And next thing I know, tears was just coming out of my eyes and something happened at work and it just further triggered it. What I learned from that is that I don't want to wait that long for those release moments. I've told you before, I believe that tears have power and I try to allow myself those moments but again, sometimes resiliency can be a weakness for you as well. If you're used to just coping and getting through and sticking and moving, get that stuff out of your head. I've been using my notes in my phone to just write a little couple of sentences down, not necessarily fully out journaling, but hey, today was this kind of day. This was going on. This is what I'm going to try to do. And all of these things in a matter of a week have just already shown tremendous results as far as my soul and my spirit feels and goals. And so I wanted to offer that to you and encourage you. Listen, do what you have to do. Take that time. We got to stop glamorizing to push through and get more people to be feeling comfortable to push pause. Yes, not saying keep pushing through. It's okay for you to push pause. Whatever is important for you to do, if you want to have certain outcomes, you have to be willing to do it. And trust me, I love being on social media. I and it's not even so much that I love scrolling as much as I love posting and just interacting and having those conversations, but I love my peace more. So I love my peace more than posting and, I, and I've really been enjoying it and I encourage you to do that, whatever it is in your life. Always be reflective. Always be curious. Don't take things at face value, even for yourself. Don't say, okay, I appear to be happy. I appear to feel super strong in this moment, but how do I really feel? What will really make this scenario better for me? How will I feel better? And those are important questions. So as we kind of start to wind down here, I want to encourage you, do that self-reflection. Temperature check. 
Do what you have to do. Put those blinders on. So it's like put the blinders on to the outside so that you can see more clearly inside. It's super important for us to do that. I want you to live the best version of yourself possible. And I know that we cannot do that if we feel like we are bound to and a prisoner of captured in our own commitments. If you're captured and bound to your own commitments, then you will not be able to see, give yourself that space, the possibilities of feeling different. It feels so good. It feels so good, guys. Listen, and this is the thing. If you're tapping into the show and you're listening to these episodes and you're already trying. And I'm going to tell you right now, you might need to put a pause on listening to the Gratefully podcast. And I'm being serious. Maybe you don't need to hear it this week. Maybe it's it's a topic that's too heavy for you or not something you want to engage in. I would never take that personal. Do what's best for you and only. Super important. Listen, if you are watching this, leave a comment. Let me know your thoughts. I'm trying to continue to bring this content, be as consistent as possible because it's so important that we as the grief community, as a mental health community, people who are focused on our overall personal wellness, that we are being able to tap into something that's good. So I'm trying my best to do that for you. If you're listening to the audio, please leave me a review. I want to keep getting this content out to more people and I can't do that without you leaving those comments and helping me get this going. I should be back on Instagram soon. So when I do return, I wouldn't want you to miss it. Tap in, tune in with me. But you cannot do that if you're not following me there. So make sure you go do that at I underscore AM underscore Jane Nicole, guys. So next time, you already know. Love and light. Peace.